And that's the fun part, right? When you're designing a logo, because, you know, can you be clever? Can you be creative? Well, welcome to the Discover Blind Spots podcast, where we believe what you don't see can actually hurt you. I want to introduce you to my guest. Uh, I got an old guest, not just age-wise, but also been on the podcast for a little bit. My dad, Tim Riddle, and a new guest, Adam Tarwacki, one of my closest friends. Uh, but first, Dad, why don't you take a second to introduce Adam and let everybody know who's listening who he is to, and what he means to us. Yeah, what's funny about that is you said an old guest, and Adam, notice he did not say a young guest. So no, I, I am, I am certainly another. I have reached old status a long time ago, and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So Adam and I that. go way back, uh, and this is kind of a, we, we give each other a hard time, which you'll probably tell on the podcast, so it's hard for me to be nice. But uh, when I started this business about four years ago, Adam, Adam and I have known each other for a long time. We used to work together, and then we didn't work together. But uh, when I started this business, I reached out to Adam and told him about this idea. And it's always important to have people like this in your corner. Adam said to me, whatever you need, I'll help you do it. And he said, you need a website, I'll build it. You need graphic design, I'll do it. You need video, I'll do it. You need photography, whatever you need, I'll do it to help you. And uh, I don't think I paid you for any of that yet. So uh, I like this relationship. But anyway, I, I appreciate uh, his heart. And uh, he's now officially a part of our team. Not uh, We get part of him. And uh, so that's kind of exciting to... Uh, to have him uh to be to be with us yeah yeah exactly well adam you know the biggest reason that we wanted you on the podcast today is because we're talking about all things design which is a little bit about what he was talking about and kind of the three topics that we're going to talk about the first one is about logo the second one's about website and the last one's kind of about powerpoint presentation design but i want you uh to talk a little bit about this uh, the things about logos and how significant they are and a lot of people think that you just grab pick any logo it's, it's like a grab bag but there's a significance behind uh, the way when you're creating a logo you're looking at a story so t talk a little bit about that so uh, first thanks so much for letting me join you guys I assume you played my intro music like I was a wrestler walking down to the ring and I'm assuming that's already happened so I must have missed that at some point in time but thank you uh, so yeah let's talk logos so logos are interesting um, a lot of people say a lot of people say I want a brand I need a brand and number one let's just say a brand is not a logo a logo is a logo and a brand is a much bigger thing than a logo right so a logo is like mm -hmm. the most common sort of thing that people think about it's sort of like a, it's a mark it's a, when you see coca-cola you see the red and the white and you see the thing and you see that and you go oh man that brand is great and it's like well that's a logo that is iconic and stood the test of time apple the apple icon you know it's a, it's a logo that is pretty darn good i guess the nike swoosh i guess it's okay it's lasted a little while you know it's fine so uh so yeah a logo is a, is a mark that is a part of a larger brand um, as far as logos, though, like when you're choosing logos, when you're deciding that you're like, oh, I have this great idea. I'm going to start this company and it's going to be amazing. And I need a logo. Well, people are like, well, I just go find a cool thing and, you know, slap it on, sir, on a website or whatever. And it's like, yeah, this is great. 
Well, I, I don't know if it's that simple. Sometimes maybe it is, right? Sometimes maybe it is that simple that you can just find something cool and you can build a brand around a mark. And that's great. Like you can just start it off the ground like that. Or there's a couple other ways to do it. If you're an established company and you already have had a logo, you might want to create a logo that has ties to sort of nods to the history of your brand or your logo and your mark and that sort of thing. And so um, you would like maybe pull colors or maybe you would pull nuances of the design. If it was a lighthouse, let's say, and they built it and it was very squared off in the eighties. And it was like that, that look was awesome. And in the eighties, they were like, Oh, look at my hair and look at my cool logo. It's a lighthouse. And now you want to update it. And now maybe it's going to be more round and it's going to be this thing. And there's a lot of nuance to sort of updating as the times change you want. That's a good thing to do. Uh, unless you're Coke and Apple and Pepsi, those have, those have done pretty well. <laughs> All the big companies. Yeah. I remember, uh, when we create, when dad created discover blind spots, I remember going through y'all were looking at the, the logo and the magnifying glass. Uh, do you want to talk about maybe dad, you could interject or Adam, y'all want to talk about the significance of how we got to kind of the round red marker. That's kind of the marker on the discover blind spots logo. Sure. It's pretty on the nose, right? Like it's like when you're yeah. discovering something, it's like Sherlock Holmes. I'm going to, I'm going to go take a look and see what I can find here. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. So the logo is pretty on the nose, but it actually worked really well. Right. So we, we went mm -hmm. round, we didn't go round and round, but we did a couple variants of sort of logos for discover blind spots. And that was like, anywhere from sort of a you are here kind of i remember there was like a map remember like on an iphone there's like a you are here little like icon and we did that for a minute and we thought oh maybe this is right because you're this is where you're at on your i don't know your timeline or whatever it was we were thinking at the time but then it just sort of dawned on me at one day, one day it was sort of like oh wait a minute like a magnifying could be cool a magnifying glass could be cool but could we make it in a way that's a bit more the magnifying glass itself is very on the nose like discover blind spots there's a magnifying glass like we're discovering this thing boom yes but now we choose like what does this magnifying glass look like and that's the fun part right when you're designing a logo because you know can you be clever can you be creative or do you just go find clip art that's a magnifying glass that you found on whatever website and you just put it on there and it's great and again maybe it is that simple that you go find some clip art and you do this thing but if we can be clever and we can make it a little less ominous and a little more nuanced and it brings someone to go like oh wait that's a magnifying glass i think oh that's kind of clever the way that looks it's like oh that brings a little bit of sort of that uh i don't know creativity mystery is probably not the right word but it's uh it, it brings a little bit more of that sort of ooh, that's that's neat i like that so yeah, when i'm creating a logo i try to be clever if i can and not everything allows that you know what i mean yeah um Adam, talk a little bit uh, on maybe maybe this last piece on logo, but I know a lot of times uh, when you create a logo, it's usually in color and people get really attached to it. And I know you've kind of, I've actually kind of learned this from you, you know, our logo is black and red. And so when I see that logo not in black and red, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa somebody messed up. They don't have the logo right. But you actually create multiple colorways a lot of times because it's got to sit in different colors that it doesn't always work. And so talk a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, I'm not, I don't claim to be a professional logo designer. I feel like I, I can work my way around those, but what I've learned, it's probably best to design one of those in black or in white, wherever you're going to start with, 
because you really want to land on your mark, whatever that little icon or whatever your thing is. Maybe it's a name, maybe it's a picture of a thing, or maybe it's a, just a clever design. Whatever that is, you're going to need a white one, you're going to need a black one, and those are your basics. And then the color can come later. And if you really want it nuanced and you want that color, but there's gotta be times and places where you need just a black logo or just a white logo. So it has to work in that, in that vein. So it's always great to start there and then we can work the color in later. And for me, like, unless again, if you're like one of the top brands in the company and you've paid a million dollars for this, you know, design company to come in and do this logo. I mean, I don't know that colors are forever. Uh, in my mind, I don't know that, you know, the black and red may, may change. You know, at some point in time, we may decide red is too aggressive or it's too strong or it's too whatever. We may want to move that over to a softer color at some point. But, I mean, that's all changeable. And that's that's I feel like that's okay because your mark, that magnifying glass for Discover Blind Spots, that sort of thing, that right there can stand sort of that test of time. And the other thing I like to do is sort of the variance of sort of yours is stacked where it's like this mark is on the top and then your name is underneath it also is helpful to have one that can go horizontal as well, right? Like you want to make sure that it plays in mm -hmm. multiple, uh, what do we say when we talk about this? It's like, oh, does this have legs? Uh, my One of my bosses yeah. had said that before. Is like, does this have legs in other arenas? Just not, does it just look good in this one place, but does it look good in, you know, multiple places? That's, that's great. And speaking of logos and, and transitioning into yeah. that kind of leads to when people start thinking about logos, they start thinking about websites. And websites is something that we've just recently started to do. But one of the things I've always admired that you do is when you're thinking about websites, you're thinking about how can I make this very powerful, but not crazy busy at the same time, kind of almost clean, but creating its own kind of image, own layout for the website itself. So you want to talk a little bit about your thoughts behind a website? Sure. I mean, a website is a front door to a company. It's uh, the first um, place that somebody goes to check something out. It's like, oh man, I heard about this thing or this product or this person or whatever. They either Google them and then they end up on a website or they get their Instagram or their social media account or what, you know, whatever it is. Um, but if they finally end up at your website, it's sort of this, you have this, you have minutes to, to grab these people's attention and say like, oh, hey, what are these people about? What do they do? And do I feel like they're good at what they do? And how can you learn that you know, really quickly and how can you do it subtly? That's always the trick, right? Because I think when I, when we talk about a clean website and we talk about like simple design, um, there certainly is a beauty to that, right? But there's also a style that as the times ebb and flow through, you know, the 70s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, these, these sorts of things, you saw trends that happened, right? And the trends that are, you know, right now, it's clean. They want it, you know, people want clean websites, not a lot of clutter on there, not walls and walls of text. People don't want to read stuff. They want to see video, really. They want to see, I mean, motion and moving and quick videos. Like you only have, like, I think, I don't know, Tim, you can speak to this, uh, you know, like how, however many minutes you have to grab somebody on a website. Um, but really it's, it's very short. So what do you want to say in the shortest amount of time and how can you do it in the most uh, maybe creative and most helpful way possible. And how do you do that on a website, right? And we try to make that clean. We try to make it simple and we try to make it very clear um, when, when, we're, when we're creating those. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of the basis of where we always start at. And uh, we're just trying to constantly like slim down because, you know, 
as a designer, people always are like, oh, that's just designer talk. Like you just start doing that because you're a designer. And, you know, people who write, you know, writers, they love to write. Designers love to design and they appreciate good design. They love that. But writers, they love to write. They're like, oh, man, can I, I'm going to write this wall of text. And this is super important. And it's like, well, yeah, it's super important to you, you know, as the writer or, you know, the person who is presenting this thing. But it's also, it's like, how can we maybe work together and try to, streamline this so it works for all things how can we streamline the copy how can we streamline you know the whole the whole deal so yeah 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 i think too you know we think about we always talk about you got to you have to communicate in layers and i think a website is the same way you got the visual side for the visual people you got the copy side for the copy people but it's also uh and i'm guilty of this too. I, I think i did this with our site when we we've we've gone through two or one revision i guess so two sites um, but I, I know when we're doing that, the initial thought is, is that it's the kitchen sink. Let's throw everything in there, you know, because if we would forget something, let's just put everything in there. And I know a lot of times we would have the conversation and, and you would push me to say, is that really needed? Do you really need that? And, yeah. and sometimes I think you have to look at what's the end result. And that end result is, what are you wanting to accomplish? Are you a transaction where you want to put a credit card in and purchase? Or do you want it to lead to a conversation? And in the, in the clients we serve in the financial advisor world, they're leading to a conversation. You don't, you don't want to tell them everything. You want, hopefully, to stir enough, provide enough clarity that somebody says, I want to know more and have a face-to-face -face conversation as a result of what they've learned through the website. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and this leads us to our final point. And I think, you know, when we talk about communicating in layers uh, and we talk about brand, it's kind of, and Adam, you've touched on this, how can you make your logo, but everything kind of mesh together where we've had this conversation with Discover Blind Spots, it's we're creating a brand, a style that's unique to us. And so uh, for these, for our financial advisors, you know, one of the things that they do a lot is they do a lot of presenting through PowerPoint yeah. and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, allowing that logo to live on a PowerPoint and how we can make that design flow for sure. them? Uh, so let's, I mean, this is a battle that has been waged for decades. Eh? I mean, ever since PowerPoint came out, I mean, this is, this is Middle Earth and Gandalf from you know Lord of the Rings. They're going. They've been going at this for a long time. So PowerPoint came out, and whenever Power or Microsoft or whoever came out, you know Keynote was Apple, and when they came out with these things, man, it's a game changer. People making PowerPoints left and right. It was it was incredible. Well, they were like, oh, everybody's using this tool. Well, let's just add a bunch of stuff to it. Yeah, now we can do sounds whenever you bring something on the screen and. Ooh, maybe we'll do this like star effect. So all the words go. And do that. So people lost their minds. They're like, wow, this is so cool. And everyone's going to love this. Like they're just going to love this so much. And it's like, you know, I think after you saw it once, you're like, okay, cool. And then it was just sort of like, all right, I see all these things. Just because there's tools there and gimmicks and all that sort of stuff doesn't necessarily mean you should be using them. And I'll tell you right now, you should not be using them. Uh, you, they are, they are not good. Uh, you know, simple, again, we're back to simple and clear. Um, and I, I heard somebody say one time that it is to be unclear is to be unkind. And it, I think it's really true. I do. I think it's true in design. I think it's true in, you know, a, a ton of stuff. I think, you know, when you do a presentation, a PowerPoint presentation, 
if you just throw a wall of text up there, people are like confused. Should I listen to this person? Do I want to read this whole screen? Do I want to look at my phone? Do I want to, I don't know, look around the room? You know, what do I really want to do when I'm, when I'm in this moment? And I think, again, you have moments to capture people. And if you can be simple and you can be clear and you can have it look good, people appreciate good design. When you walk into a house, when you walk into an art gallery, there's a reason that a painting hangs on a wall with a lot of space around it. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, they don't, they don't just jam everything together. And there's a, there's a reason for all that. So uh, I do think when you're creating pre PowerPoint presentations, simple, uh, having margins, uh, using clean fonts, not walls of text, um, using your logo as transition slides. Even. So if you're going to talk for a long time and you have like a statement that comes up on the screen, you might, your next slide might be just your logo that you can go to. So people aren't confused about, oh, should I still be reading a screen or they don't drift? They just see your logo. And that creates sort of a bit of a transition piece moving into your next, you know, point and that sort of thing. Um, and again, for transitions, as far as like bringing text onto screen, things like that for PowerPoint presentations. I mean, they're not awful. I mean, they're, they're, you should do something, but I would say use a dissolve or just use something very simple, very clean, very elegant. Um, and it'll be great. I, That's right. I remember the, um, I, I was at a presentation one time and the speaker put up a PowerPoint keynote and uh, this is an example of what not to do. And they had like 73 slides. I don't know why I remember that number. And of those 73 slides, the presenter read every single word on every slide and uh, pretty much only added a handful of words that were not on the slide. So basically, we sat and listened to them read uh, from a script of those 73 slides. And um, I, I love the idea of simple, less, use a word you you know i think sometimes we forget that powerpoint is really just an outline you know to help the speaker and also help the person consuming it but it's certainly not to meant to be a manuscript and and even i've seen some uh speakers who use just visuals just pictures no words just images um that allow you to talk about a, a topic um that's helpful as well so yes uh i know you've challenged me on some of my presentations to say you're killing me we got to get less we don't need all of that in there we're always going against the old people you know what i mean That's, am i right fletch i mean we got to go against it. i'm mean, certainly I, not I, the old person here I, of course not he tried to throw you under the bus earlier saying that i was saying that you're old but i was saying you were the young one so don't listen oh wait to look i just looked i think it's time to wrap up yeah. so fletch i think it's time for you to close <laughs> this thing out uh, so I do think, though, uh, the beauty of kind of what you're providing, Tim, and I think the beauty of what you, know, you, Fletch, and everybody on the team does provide is I think we do have a good grasp and a good handle on sort of how some of this stuff can go. And I do think when people hire a company, whether it's, you know, you or us or somebody else, I think uh, you do need to investigate and say, like, hey, do I like what these guys do? And if I do like what they do, like, remember that and you should trust the process as a, you know, the NBA players all say, you know, trust the process and, you know, you'll get there, you'll get to the place that you want. And I do think that, you know, when you hire somebody, it's like, you know, you want to hire them for their, for their expertise, for what they do. And I, I think it's important to sort of like come alongside and say, you know what, I do trust them uh, to do what I do. And um, yeah, I think it'll work out. It works out for everybody. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think, you know, some of the takeaways out here is, you know, keep it clean, keep it simple. But one of the things that I appreciate that you're always doing is always seeing what we can do better and how we can explore different avenues. Because as times go on, there's going to be trends that change and just staying yeah. up with the trends. And I've always got to be the, we got to be the cool kids. So, you know what I mean? We're always the cool kids. Ex exactly. We're trying. <laughs> we're trying to keep him young, right? We got to keep. We got to keep yeah, Tim good. young. Yeah, I'm just. So, I'm well, just longing for the day that I send Adam something and he says that's that's perfect. Will, you don't need to. It it's never, just, just perfect. It will never. That's not gonna happen. Oh my goodness. It can always be better. Yes. It can always be yeah. better. Well. Well, Adam, thank you for your time coming on the podcast today. Uh, I know earlier you said you're not an expert in some of these fields, but to us, you are the expert. So thank you for taking your time and just sharing your time with us today. And yeah. we appreciate that. So, yeah, well, and he has, lots of, he has that. lots of wisdom now that he's getting older <laughs> yeah. and so forth. So Don't that's good. To that's right. That's right. All Don't right. listen Looks to him. Like we got to go.